Welcome to this little mess of mine. The sitcom cable won't pick up. I'm your host, Lena Rock, and I welcome you on this journey as I clean out my closet full of reality. On this episode, I want to lift the veil and show my true self. Today, I'm taking off the mask I hide behind. So grab a drink and let's dive in. No, I don't actually wear a mask, but like so many, I cover what I don't want society to see. I'm asked to fit in, to be accepted, to not feel. Much like the concealer for the dark circles under my eye or the contour for my double chin, if I don't want it to be shown or I can't control the outcome, I hide it and pretend it's not there. I've spent most of my life hiding things about myself I didn't want to constantly explain to people or parts of me I didn't understand. But recently, I have been doing some serious soul searching in order to erase a self-aware new generation. I live on the philosophy that you have to model the person you want your children to emulate. I've spent over half my adult life really looking at why I have my masks and what they are. I feel in today's climate of the major movements like Black Lives Matter, hashtag me too, anti-bullying, and so many more, it is important that I look at myself. I feel that for me to actually affect change, I have to shed light on a story that many are too afraid to see or talk about. With that being said, it requires me to take off the comfortability of these masks and bring you into my reality. Obviously, when you look at me, I'm multiracial. I'm a big, beautiful blend of many cultures, ethnicities, and my parents. This blend has has had its ups and downs. I've struggled to find acceptance within any one of the cultures of my genetic heritage. I'm too dark to identify with my quote-unquote white heritage, and I'm too white to identify with my quote-unquote black heritage. But I'm automatically placed in the box of being black, even though I'm really not sure that that's the box I'm supposed to be in. I see and feel what's going on in the world today. The injustices against the people of color the suppression of women, the persecution of those who speak out against harassment, the disregard of the half of us with mental illness, and so much more. These feelings of uncertainty I have about my own racial makeup has made it hard for me to see clearly where I stand, how angry, sad, hurt, empathetic I am supposed to be on a great number of these movements. For so much of my life, I have had to play both parts. I have had to be the good white girl or the good black girl, sometimes both at the same time. It just has depended on who I was surrounded by and where I was geographically. My childhood was not a horrible one. I grew up in a predominantly white, 
wealthy, and privileged area of Washington. I went to some of the best private and public schools in the state. Even though my mom was a single mother, she provided for me everything and anything I wanted. Because she was white, I was immersed in my white heritage and the opportunities that came with that. I was only taught about my African culture through the schools I went to and what I saw on TV and what I heard from my surroundings and my immediate family. I was not lucky enough at a young age to see an African-American family in the arena that could actually affect change, like the White House. I did not live in a time where there was a greater representation of my skin tone positively on TV. I did not get to see men and women of color have power or demand change in society. My first realization I was significantly different to society was when I was seven. I was one of two mixed kids in a second grade class. Because I was the darker of the two, I was the second class citizen. I was forced to sit in the back, never received help with the fundamental educational building blocks. I had lost so much of my education from the previous years that when I switched schools, I was held back and put into a special ESL class. For those of you who don't know what ESL is, that's English as a second language. That's the class that they put you in when English is not your first language. The damage done by this one teacher had stayed with me even into adulthood. Because of her lack of care, concern, and hatred for my melanin, I struggle with school consistently. This kind of prejudice didn't stop there, and it wasn't just one-sided. In fourth grade, I was ran out of my friend's house by her grandmother because I sounded like a white girl. I remember my friend and her mom trying to plead with the old lady that I was black. What kind of life did she live that she would have condemned a little girl for the color of her skin even without seeing her? She was so sure there was a white girl in her house and all I could do was call my mom crying to come pick me up at the end of the road where her grandmother couldn't see me get into a white woman's car. I was later able to go back to their house on another day and participate in family events, but my friend's mom told me I couldn't speak when I was inside their house or near her grandmother. I sounded too white to be accepted by her grandmother. I wasn't black enough. From that day on, my mind played that 30-second pep talk like a skipping record. It taught me that who I was wasn't good enough. I mean, I already had these feelings lingering because of my relationship or lack thereof relationship with my biological father. But at a young age, it became very apparent I had to change who I was to be accepted. I never wanted that to happen again. So, I became a chameleon, overcompensating one way or another, depending on where I was or who I was with. I learned to use my words, my body, and movements to adapt and manipulate most any situation I was in. I never wanted to feel like I couldn't control how someone saw me or felt about me. I never wanted someone to say I wasn't black enough or I wasn't white enough. I easily adapted to mannerisms of others I saw getting the attention I thought I needed or wanted. 
I began to try to blend into my white surroundings with not just my words, but my clothes, how I wore my hair, how I did my makeup, what car I drove, you name it. If the rich white girl next door had it with both parents, I had to have it or something good enough to pass. When that stopped working and the color of my skin became the topic of conversation again, I switched it up or I left for the next group that would quote unquote accept me. I was 18 when I found a group of refugee Bosnian kids to hang out with at the local hookah bar. My need to blend in so bad had me claiming I was a quarter Bosnian. I mean, the thought that I was so put off by my African-American heritage just makes me sad. But what was I supposed to do? I wasn't good enough for the culture my DNA said I should have been a part of. My need to be accepted only got me in more trouble. I was pregnant with my daughter when I finally came to the realization I couldn't continue like this. All it got me was an emotionally abusive relationship, little family, no friends, and nowhere to turn. I needed to be accepted, and I was creating that acceptance inside my body. All I needed to do was become myself and stop hiding behind the masks. I needed to accept myself, not just for who I was on the inside, but for what people saw in me on the outside. I had to own the fact that I am part of the black community and the white community, whether they wanted me or not. The labels and identifiers we as a mask asked to be put in just make it easier for our logical brains to compartmentalize and organize information. It also justifies the perpetual cycle of racial, sexual, and cultural discrimination we all face every day. But because I am good at seeing both sides, I understand why we need to have these boxes. It allows us to be quantified and identified as a mass. The issue is, like me, so many don't fit into just one box. How am I supposed to be counted for? These boxes give me so much anxiety. I am afraid that if I check the wrong box, I won't be counted. I wanted so bad for there to be a box that says, I don't know, can I get back to you? I mean, I didn't have both of my biological parents to help me navigate through my racial identification struggles. I just had my mom and shit, she was trying to figure it out herself. These labels we place upon ourselves come with great uncertainty for many. Take my daughter, for instance. She fits into the white girl bucket. She's fair-skinned, medium blonde, light eyes. I mean, if I wasn't in the delivery room when the doctor pulled her from my womb, I would think she's just a cute little white girl too. But because these labels mean so much to the masses... I make sure to check all the appropriate boxes. Caucasian, African-American, two or more races, non-Hispanic. Yes, I as her mother empower her to see herself as many races because she is. She is what America should be, a complete melting pot of ethnicities combining and cohabitating in a beautiful union of harmony. 
derives from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. This sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until that is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. But see, that is what would happen in a perfect world. In reality, I have put a label on my daughter that I want her to see. I have done exactly what was done to me. I told her who she was, even though she and society cannot physically comprehend it. When she told me she feels guilty because she identifies as white, it brought me to tears and broke my heart. I mean, her words shocked me. I have drilled it into her over and over and over. Don't ever let anyone tell you you're not black. You're a part of me and I am black. That's just how genes work. I never stop to think that that's not how she sees herself in the mirror. The guilt she feels was because the people of her color are doing such horrible things to the people of my color. My 10-year-old sees herself in me, but doesn't identify the same as I identify, despite all of my efforts to empower her to embrace her African heritage. I know her and her brother's struggles with race identification will be different than mine. But as a mother of the next generation... My hope is that they won't have to struggle as I did to accept themselves and find acceptance in society. Now, they are a few steps ahead of me just because they look like the majority. They will never have to struggle like a person of color. And my realization that I was pushing my daughter into that life really put it into perspective for me. Of course, I want my daughter and her brother to understand all the parts that make them these unique creatures of the universe. They are a big, beautiful blend of their cultures, races, and their parents. We should celebrate our cultures of many colors. We in America are a great, beautiful blend of the world. This should be celebrated. We all deserve love and acceptance. All of us. We need more love and less anger. We need to teach our children to love by showing what love really looks like. In the words of Frederick Douglass, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men.
Well, thank you for hearing a part of my story. Maybe you feel less alone. Maybe I've shed some light on another thought. I hope it has inspired you to look at your neighbor, not for their differences, but from a point of understanding. Because when you come from a point of understanding and empathy, the world can grow to be better for the next generation. If you like what I had to say, or if you don't, leave me a review, a comment, or share this with a friend. Thank you again for taking the time to stop and have a drink with me. It's been real. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the reality from my closet of life. And follow me at This Little Mess on Instagram and Facebook. Until we get to talk again, I'm Lena Rock, and you've been invited to This Little Mess of Mine.